Hey there, and welcome back to the Rather Be Sweating podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about body image and more specifically, my own experience with body image and how sweating, yes, you heard that correctly, sweating has helped me with it. Opening up about body image feels really important. As someone who struggled on and off with negative body image since high school, I will honestly say that the negative self-talk and obsessing over being just the right size never helped a damn thing. Too often, I overhear women saying not so nice things about themselves. I mean, I've been one of those women. And I'm a firm believer that finding happiness and inner peace is only possible when we're kind to ourselves, especially in how we direct our thoughts. And the reason I'm sharing about this here on Rather Be Sweating is because it was, of course, sweating that transformed the way I regard my own body. Let me be clear. When I say sweating, it has nothing to do with maxing out on cardio to morph into a standard of beauty, nor does it mean using movement as a means to burn a ton of calories. That is a vicious cycle of which I want no part but rather to use sweating to embrace something physically challenging and find a way to persevere to the other side and then realize that, heck yeah, my body did that. I'm your host, Maria McBride, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Okay, here's the truth. It sucks to not like what you see when you look in the mirror. To measure who you are as an individual based on a physical appearance staring back at you. To feel like if you could only shrink this or add that or change over there, then you would be happy. I've got to tell you, in my experience, self-acceptance and self-love doesn't come from when you change what you see. Now, if you listened to episode one and episode two, you know that I am a huge fan and a major proponent of original hot yoga. And of course, this is in part because it helps people relieve chronic pain and gain mobility and calm their nervous minds. But a huge part about why I personally love original hot yoga so much is because it helped me fall in love with myself. Okay, that sounds wicked corny. Let me try again. This yoga modality helped me appreciate myself, everything about myself, no matter what it looked like. The most powerful thing about improving my own body image was that I wasn't changing what I was seeing. I was changing who was looking. Let me take you back to the mid-2000s. I remember showing up to my first yoga class at a small Bikram yoga school in Ithaca, New York. I had just started the second semester of my senior year of college, and I'd spent the past three and a half years trying unsuccessfully to lose those freshman 15, searching for my athletic identity after being a high school athlete, but not playing anything competitive at the collegiate level, and truly measuring my own self-worth based on how I appeared. When I exercised, it was always in an effort to lose weight. Doing something to feel better or move easier never even crossed my mind. Now imagine my shock when the yoga teacher demanded that we wear shorts where we could see above our knees to make sure that our leg muscles were contracted and a top where we could see our stomach to make sure we remembered to suck it in when the instructions called for that. I was horrified and I almost bailed. But when I looked around at the people coming into this class, they were all different walks of life. Tall, short, old, young, flexible, stiff, strong, weak, and every gender. So I decided to stay. While this was quite strict and intense and frankly a little weird, 
I actually got the sense right away that this whole hot yoga thing was about to get pretty damn honest. After all, I hadn't looked at myself in a full length mirror so closely in years let alone for 90 minutes straight. Those first few months practicing yoga every day, getting addicted to the sweat, feeling the waves in class, first the excitement, then some anxiety, then the intensity, then exhaustion, then so sure I would die from the heat, and then complete and total euphoria from completing yet another class, it started to shift how I thought about myself. I began to no longer see a reflection to be compared with random standards, Rather, I saw legs that could run. I saw a straight spine that was supporting my body. I saw ribs that expanded when I breathed and hands that dripped sweat and knees that were getting stronger. I saw a nose, a neck, a belly button for exactly what they were. A nose, a neck, and a belly button. Nothing good or nothing bad, just parts of me. I saw my eyes and my mouth. I saw my smile. I saw myself. I saw my grit, my resilience, my determination. For those were parts of me just as much as my nose, neck, and belly button. Feeling bad about my body suddenly seemed to take an awful lot of effort to pick apart any self-identified flaw and base my happiness around that didn't really seem worth it. After all, it never helped anything. I was finally waking up to the reality that I couldn't hate my way to self-love. I felt happier and I began to fall in love with this self-inflicted happiness. Because all of a sudden, I no longer saw what I looked like when I showed up on my mat and focused on my reflection. I saw what my body could do. My reflection wasn't changing. It was me, the person looking, who was transforming. And that's what happens when you practice original hot yoga. The thing about this class is that it's too hard and it's too hot and too intense to waste energy worrying about what you look like. Instead, our survival instincts kick in and we use our available energy to persevere and then to thrive in the yoga class. And we always come out the other side stronger, accomplished, and even proud because we made it through. Proud of our bodies for how they move, grateful to our bodies for sweating and cooling us down, committed to ourselves to continue to take care of our bodies and our minds because once we get a taste of how good we can feel, we always want to feel that good. In original hot yoga, you only have yourself. You use yourself, your body, your muscles, compression and pressure that you create to feel better. No other outside force or equipment only you. And that's powerful. I was replacing self-directed feelings of disappointment and on bad days disgust with genuine gratitude. This strange, intense, hot as hell yoga class was making me grateful for what I had. A powerful quality about original hot yoga specifically is that you can show up to a class, do very little, and actually still feel completely and totally recharged. All of a sudden, you start to realize that you actually don't need to look a certain way or be able to do a certain pose to feel incredible. You just have to be you and move your body and focus your mind. You learn that you have all the tools just the way you are to improve how you feel. Years went by and I continued to practice. I became a teacher. I opened a studio. I got married and then I got pregnant. At the end of my first trimester, I remember asking my doctor, all right, how much weight have I gained so far? She responded back with absolutely zero judgment and no lecture. God bless her. 20 pounds so far, she answered. Yowza. 20 pounds in 12 weeks was all I thought. And the baby weighed half an ounce at that time. 
If my math was correct, I was in for the weight gain of my life. I started to worry, not about my health or my pregnancy from a physical standpoint, but I worried about slipping back to that place of judgment and sadness, of judging myself based on how I looked and what I saw. But as the pregnancy progressed, that didn't happen. And not because I didn't gain weight. I did. Boy, oh boy, I did. It was because I kept showing up to yoga. I kept sweating. I got on my mat. I looked in the mirror. I stretched. I breathed. I answered no when people asked if I was having twins. And I just kept plugging along. Everything was changing by the minute. Yet I was still able to backward bend and use my muscle strength and prepare for the athletic event of my life, which was, of course, labor. It was all amazing, really. After a 41 and a half week pregnancy, my beautiful boy was born, all 10 pounds of him. And six weeks later, still looking pregnant minus the glow, I got back to the yoga room. In that first class back, I saw things I had never seen. Purple, spidery stretch marks covered my stomach. Loose skin hung over my yoga shorts. Dark circles blanketed my tired eyes. In my reflection, I saw physical pain, an achy back, recently healed mastitis, a throbbing headache from lack of sleep. Yet somehow, I liked what I saw. I had done something so miraculous, grown a life, given birth, recovered, and was back in the yoga room. How couldn't I appreciate my body? The self-love I had worked so hard to grasp was still there. Now let's skip ahead because I think it's worth talking about the COVID pandemic. I know so many people had their routines go out the window with everything that transpired. Back in the spring of 2020, just a few weeks into quarantine, I heard, quote, the COVID-19 as a way to explain weight gain during the pandemic. You know, like the freshman 15. After all, everyone was home. Everyone was baking bread and gyms and yoga studios were all closed. And oh yeah, we were living through an actual global pandemic each day more stressful and overwhelming than the last. The phrase the COVID-19 evoked a deep pang of shame because it hit me. I, a yoga teacher was gaining it too. My jeans were getting tighter. My push-ups were getting harder to do. And running the two-mile loop around my neighborhood had me sucking wind like I just sprinted a 400-meter race. Now, I'll admit, the funny thing about this reflection is that I never actually weighed myself. What I do know is that I stopped sweating. The studio was closed because of the quarantine, and I couldn't really go over and sweat by myself because my kids had remote school And I had everything that went along with that. When it came to the quote, lose the COVID-19, catchy as it may be, I hated the phrase for its attempt to shame people. And by people, let's be honest, I mean women who are already working so damn hard to shame them back in shape and back to yoga and back to being quote healthy. I went through a stretch during COVID feeling so bad and thinking, okay, when everything gets back to normal. I'll get back to the hot room and I'll get back to a normal schedule and I'll get back to plenty of grocery store selections and get back to taking yoga whenever I want. Saying that get back phrase enough finally stopped me dead in my mental tracks because I realized I was pitting two versions of myself against one another. The I'll get back slyly suggested that who I was right then and there was not someone with whom to be content and of whom to be proud. And that couldn't have been further than the truth. Now, remember, practicing yoga or more broadly sweating didn't change what I saw. It changed who was looking. 
And there was a stretch during COVID where it was really hard to practice. It was really hard to sweat. Once I realized this, I did make an effort to do the one thing I knew would make me feel better about myself original hot yoga. I'd fire up my space heater and go through the motions of a recorded class. And when the weather turned warmer, my attic became sweltering. So I'd practice up there. Did I make huge strides in my practice and regain all that lost flexibility? Not even close, but I sure as heck felt a lot better about myself, which is just as if not more valuable. When people take yoga or go for a run or complete a weightlifting session, or basically when people participate in their preferred modality of sweating, they do the hard thing. And no matter what they look like, they feel freaking phenomenal about themselves for getting through. Whenever I teach yoga, I always remind my students that the class really is like a reflection, a sort of microcosm of what's going on in the outside world. We don't do yoga to be better at yoga, but rather we do yoga to be better at life. I was surprised that COVID caused me to slip back into some of those old habits of critical negative self-talk. And I'm really glad I recognized that the huge variable that vanished from my life overnight with the shutdown was my regular and frequent original hot yoga practice, because I won't let that happen again. Feeling good about myself just feels too good to give up the thing that helps me feel so good. Do you follow? All right, let's fast forward to now. It's way easier to take an original hot yoga class because of all of the restrictions and capacity rules that have been lifted. Hallelujah. My 10-pound baby boy is now eight years old, and I have a six-year-old daughter and another son who's four. I've incorporated hot Pilates weight training and different yoga modalities into my routine and into my studio schedule. Exploring new ways that my body can move has shifted my perspective even more. Taking on new physical challenges, feeling where the tight spots in my body hitch, and exposing some limiting beliefs, I don't have enough energy nor bandwidth and certainly no desire to talk negatively to myself about anything, especially my body. And that is the most glorious relief. If you listened to episode two, you know that in original hot yoga, there's a big mirror in the front of the room. When you look in the mirror, you see strength, determination, grit, control, confidence, and power. So whatever life throws at you, a 70-pound pregnancy, an illness, a workout hiatus, a job change, a move, an injury, or even a pandemic, you don't have to change what you see in order to love yourself. That self-love remains constant no matter what the reflection looks like. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on the Rather Be Sweating podcast. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. I'm your host, Maria McBride. Thanks so much for tuning in.